Heads up, friends. The unofficial Shopify podcast is made by indie entrepreneurs for indie entrepreneurs and may contain material not suitable for all audiences, like swearing or economics. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, you frustrated by your current theme? Does it have an inflexible design? You feel like you're, you're butting up against the limitations of that theme? Does it feel slow? Turbo theme out of the sandbox is the solution to these woes. Turbo is a premium, fully loaded online store 2.0 Shopify theme with a focus on visual storytelling. You don't want to lose potential customers to a poor user experience. That's the worst nightmare. We don't want that. Turbo theme will supercharge your online store with speed, flexibility, and advanced features. Turbo promises fast load times, flexible design, shoppable images, age gate functionality, and regular recurring premium updates. If you upgrade to Turbo Theme, you can watch your store's performance skyrocket. And Out of the Sandbox is trusted by high volume Shopify merchants and renowned for their excellent customer service. Out of the Sandbox stands behind their product with a 14 day satisfaction guarantee. So if you're not in love with Turbo, they're going to refund it. The choice is clear. Upgrade your store with Out of the Sandbox and Turbo today. Don't miss out on that opportunity to elevate your Shopify store's performance. Invest in Turbo. Don't let slow site speed hold your business back any longer. Go to outofthesandbox.com to see the demo, learn more, and license Turbo Theme for your store today. That's outofthesandbox.com. Welcome back, my friends, to the unofficial Shopify podcast. I'm your host, Kurt Elster. Tech nasty. Today, we're going to talk chat funnels. And so the, the idea here is sound. You can turn, you send a message, and ideally, that turns into a relationship. And so all these social media followers you have, we could take a percent of those and transform those followers into loyal customers. That sounds attractive and it doesn't seem crazy, right? Email, a, a nurture sequence, you know, any email campaign you've built out in Klaviyo, similar concept, right? So why should inboxes that live inside social media be any different than inboxes that live inside Gmail? You know, same, similar thing, except maybe with the DMs, it gets, I think potentially it gets simpler, right? We, we have constraints to work within there more so than with email. And so joining us to talk us through it because I've not done this, uh, is Liz Carter, the brains behind Grow AI. It's a chatbot agency. They craft chat funnels uh, for D2C brands. Uh, my understanding is this happens on, on Meta, on Facebook and Instagram. A, a real professional who's going to talk us through it. Liz, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Kurt. My pleasure. Uh, so, chat funnels. What, why the, how did you end up Attracted to chat funnels in a way where you said, I want to do this full time. Mm -hmm. That's a long story. I first started building chatbots in 2016. And um, I was doing it for my online fitness business at the time. And uh, I did that for a couple of years and it was great. There weren't as many, let's say, limitations as they are right now with meta and policies. And um, there's a lot more restrictions now. However, I liked it a lot when I did it then. Um, and so my online fitness business, I ended up closing it. And then I had about a, a year working in a Microsoft space. And then I quit that job and I thought about a business idea. I wanted to have my own business. 
And I came up with this idea of, of opening a chatbot agency. And I did that end of 2019. And that's kind of, it's, it's a longer story. Then I, 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 um, I started initially with targeting local businesses and building chatbots for them. And then eventually COVID hit, all of those businesses went out of business and I pivoted fast towards e-commerce because that's what that's that was the only way that was functioning right then, and um, that's how I started. Uh, twenty twenty, exactly three years ago, I got my very first clients, e-commerce clients, and I started building chat chat funnels on Facebook Messenger. Instagram wasn't yet open to the public at that time, and I did that. Um, I, I got some really good. Case studies, I think I was lucky enough to get, um, let's say, my hands on some big brands and I built this for them and then it kind of snowballed. Then Instagram DM automation was opened and made available to the public in late 2021 by Meta. And now it's just, they're just building more functionality. So they're pushing, they're pushing conversational marketing a lot. Uh, who, are, who are some of these e-com brands that you're building or have built chatbots for? Yeah, so I've done it for Obvi, Sugar Bear Hair, Snow Teeth Whitening, Vegamore, um, and obviously a lot of other smaller ones, but these are the bigger names. For sure. Yeah, uh, I've heard of both of those. Um, yeah, Snow gets around. They're, they're everywhere. Uh, and when we're talking about chatbots, what are the tools? Like years ago, I signed up for a mini chat account and then you know, never used it. And that, yeah. that was probably my, my first and last experience with chatbots. Yeah. It's ManyChat. Uh, a, a big part of it is ManyChat. The limitation with ManyChat is that, is that it does not have a, an accurate tracking system. So when you're building chatbots, unless you know how much revenue the, those chat funnels are, are, building, are generating, then you can't make informed decisions. So a piece of it is ManyChat. And as you know, ManyChat can get complex um, or you can also keep it simple. We've developed in the last couple of years our own own internal tracking system. Um, that's if at the base it's something similar using Make uh, and some automation behind it that we're taking ManyChat, syncing it in real time with Clavio, all of the other text to, uh, um, tools in, their, in the client's tech stack. And um, we are able to pull revenue numbers in real time and that allows us to build the sales logic based on that information in real time so for example if somebody starts a conversation but does not purchase uh, then we're able to trigger all sorts of follow-ups on them bring them back but we have to have that real-time insight of whether they're purchasing or not so the chatbot it does the way you're describing it it, it does sound like uh, a clavio flow and so for mm -hmm. folks who are starting out have not messed with this Break down for me, when you say chatbot or, or chat funnel, what is this in simple terms? It's, uh, it's a fully automated back and forth conversation between a business and an either Instagram user or a Facebook user. And it's rule-based, exactly like you're saying it, exactly like you would build um, the logic in Clavio. If this, then that, and that can get, of course, very complex. But in, in Clavio, we're not triggering things based on people's replies. Is this... Are, is this a choose your own adventure? Are they replying and that changes what it does? Yeah. So it, we, we are guiding them uh, towards a, a specific path. And 
if that path is not what they want to what they want to do, they can take different paths or be connected with a human team. So that's a very important piece when we we build all sorts of automations like these because sometimes people get stuck. Maybe they have a specific question, a more complex question, and that's when they're being handed over to a human team. At the same time, set set the expectation to the user how long it's going to take for that human team to get back to them. But it's it's mainly a guided path from the point where they opt in and they say, I want to do this towards the point where they achieve that goal or if they don't achieve, pivot to a different conversation um, or hand over to a human team. For the end goal here, the, the primary use case, it's trying to turn, it's trying to nurture leads, followers into customers versus say a, a chatbot on a, a Shopify store itself. We, you know, often it'll be customer service like, hey, here's your tracking information, you know, where's my order or point, like time of purchase questions, what's your return policy, that kind of thing. This is more about nurturing? Yes. So there are three goals. One is lead generation. So collecting leads of ideally every single piece of content that you put out there. You do a live video, you put up a post, you do a story, all of those could be collecting leads. And by leads, I mean at least email addresses. So put up a story, get people to opt in saying, comment the word ebook. And they opt in to get a freebie, right? They, they comment ebook, an automation fires, sends them a DM. In the DM, collects their email, sends it to Clavio, delivers the ebook. So that is a, the, the number one thing. You, you want to move all of these followers from a rented audience, which is Instagram and Facebook, onto your owned audience, which is, which is email. And number two okay. is, and number two is is actually driving the the sales. But you, we lead with delivering some form of freebie, some form of value upfront, so that then we can potentially pu- push them towards a sale. But customer service as well, just like you said. In these examples, it's all it's Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. That a technical limitation. That's just where you've seen success. Why it, why those two platforms are where we're working here. First of all, we have already billions of monthly active users on these platforms. Businesses can simply reach out to and pull them into their ecosystem, which currently they're not. They're putting up all sorts of, you know, everybody's putting out stories, posts. They're not leveraging these audiences to the potential, to the full potential that they could. They're still a rented audience. Um, You know, for example, if somebody... On Instagram, people, a lot of people look for products, check out products before they purchase on Instagram. They go to a website. If they drop off that website, the only real way to get these people back to purchase is by either triggering email abandonment recoveries, if they have the email, or paying for retargeting ads, chase them around the internet, not necessarily bring them back. Inside of a DM conversation, once you've captured that user in the DMs, you can set up the chatbot to follow up on them and try to understand why they're not purchasing, potentially give them something else, maybe give them a coupon, maybe answer more questions if they have more questions. And so you have a direct line of communication with this audience, whereas otherwise you don't. And by by leveraging this audience, you can instantly increase your email list, drive more sales, and at the same time, give people value. So for example, if they have a question and your chatbot can simply answer that question on the spot, you reduce wait times by 99% and instantly increase conversions by doing so. And so my next question was going to be, why should a Shopify merchant care about a chat funnel system? But it 
sounds like a big advantage here is you've got this social media audience and it is very much impression based. Like, hey, you're, you know, you posted a reel, you posted a story, it got X number of views. You should do that again. That's always the push notifications I get. It's like, I get how that helps the platform. It doesn't have a huge benefit to me, right? And I guess, it, you know, it's exciting. You get that dopamine hit of like, oh, so many people saw my video for two and a half seconds before swiping. <laughs> Versus this, where you are encouraging engagement, getting them onto your email list. And then once they're on the email list, okay, now that, you're right, that's my owned audience. Correct. And I have, you know, potentially much higher sales rate through email campaigns. So just being able to, in an automated fashion, bridge that gap between chatbots and social, or chatbots and email sounds worthwhile. But why, you tell me if I got it right. Why, why is this why we should care about chatbot funnels? Well, that's one reason. The other reason is what we've seen in the data that we've, we've, we've seen so far. When you put up, let's say, posts or get people to comment, DM a specific keyword, and you lead with value that they care about, so value that they would be interested in relation to, to your brand, you're going to collect, first of all, emails from 95% of those people. They will give you the email, whereas email collection that high, you don't, you don't get it too often. And that's just email collection. And then past that point, we're looking at immediate purchase rate from a specific chat funnel. And there are two, two ways to look at this. When you're deploying a chat funnel that is more lead generation oriented, like get a freebie, the purchase rate is anywhere between 7 to 12, 15%. Because we're delivering the freebie, and then we may also say, by the way, if you're in a buying mood today, check this out. And then a lot of these people simply, simply purchase. Whereas when we're looking at a chat funnel that is purely sales oriented, say people opt in with the intent of buying, let's say claiming a discount, taking a recommendation quiz or something along those lines, you can take that purchase rate from 15 to up to 30%. That's as high as we've taken it. The 30% is not immediate purchase rate. Um, we present people with an offer and then we have chatbot follow-ups over the next few weeks and even months that start more conversations. Maybe they need more value, more education, a how-to video, understand exactly how that product or service solves a specific problem. But purchase rate is usually the main reason. <laughs> Want to turn up the heat on your Shopify store? Make your sales and promotions sizzle this summer with Zipify Pages, a one-of-a-kind landing page builder created by the owner of a $175 million Shopify store. It's got mouthwatering templates for every landing page or sales funnel your store needs. Launching a new product for Father's Day? <coughs> or take your 4th of July sale to the next level. How about a Jaws-themed pool party? With Zipify Pages, you can launch entire sales funnels in minutes, not days, without needing to hire a designer and developer. And because every template is tested first on a $175 million Shopify store, you know they actually work. That's why over 5,000 Shopify merchants use Zipify Pages to improve every page on their store. So if you want to cook up some sales this summer, go to zipify.com kurt. That's Z-I-P-I-F-Y dot com slash K-U-R-T to start your 14-day free trial today. And to get an unadvertised gift, email help 
at Zipify.com and ask for the Tech Nasty bonus. Tech Nasty. Hey, Paul, how do you want your burgers? 30% purchase rate off a campaign would fantastic, exciting. That would be a win. A 15% absolutely worthwhile. 5% or better. And it's like, well, well yeah, why wouldn't I do this? Do you have, do you have examples of um, these chat funnels or like the, the content or topic that's going into them? The reality is that initially you want to keep it simple. Understand why, why people are on your Instagram page, for example, and offering that value to them immediately. So with, when we're looking at examples of chat funnels, some that do very, very well are recommendation quizzes, where you get people to DM, DM you, for example, the word quiz. And that starts a conversation that asks them questions about themselves. People like to talk about themselves, uh, about their, their interests, and more so when you use that data. So if they opt in, you ask them, let's say, five questions. Using that data past that point to make the conversation more personal, saying something along those lines, you know, hey, Kurt, you mentioned you're looking to do this, 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 and this. Here's what I put together for you specifically because you have this. And all of that is data that speaks to them. It's very personal. And past that point, every single follow-up that the chatbot starts, let's say this person doesn't buy in the next couple of days. In two days, the chatbot could follow up and say, by the way, Kurt, here's what else I put together for you because you mentioned you wanted a product to be fast and whatever you said in the conversation. So all of these make it so much more personal than they usually used to. At the same time, all of that data you're collecting inside the conversation can also be passed over to Clavio. And then you can use it in your Clavio sequence as well and then take that to the next level. Because people in a in a chat conversation, people share a lot. It's it's crazy, but they, they share a lot. I don't know it's, if it's because they feel they're not being judged or they know they're speaking to they're they're in, engaging with an automation. But you can get a lot of data of that. Hmm. And so then, once we have that information, you know, we we could save that into a customer profile, and then yeah. we could sync that into their Clavio customer profiles, like additional properties. And so we could segment off that. We could trigger things off it. We could use it to insert dynamic variables into an email for personalization. There's a lot that this Listen. unlocks once we have asked the question. Correct. And more so, it's, you know, is it's this question, is chatbot marketing better than email marketing? They're better both. So that when they work together. So for example, somebody opts in through a chat funnel, you get their email, then you ask them a few questions, present them with an offer, and also fire an email sequence, maybe five, 15 minutes later, that complements the conversation in the chatbot. Because maybe they drop off, they have something else to do. And now that email complements whatever conversation they had inside the chatbot, but you're in front of your audience via two channels now, DMs and email. And if I'm syncing this into Clavio, I could also sync it to a custom audience. And so I can get those oh, yeah. retargeting ads going oh, as yeah. well. Yeah. And really up the, the total number of impressions we got here. We, we didn't get into that, but you can do a lot with custom audiences as oh. well. So, so for example, you know, we, let's say somebody starts a quiz in, in the chat funnel um, and finishes it, but they don't purchase. So then 
you have one audience of people who started that quiz, one of people who completed, and one of people who purchased. And based on that, you can play around in Ads Manager and put in front of them potentially retargeting ads that speaks exactly to them, saying, hey, Kurt, we noticed you took our quiz last week. Come back and purchase. So we've got this like this very interactive, proactive, automated, dynamic relationship happening that is also then making enabling other interactions like email and, and remarketing and then but also making those that much more relevant to the person. So I totally get how this is uh, a fabulous form of relationship building that could be very effective. Is there there any other tools and tricks in there that we're doing um, to build those relationships? Not really. It's as simple as that. It's it's ManyChat. It's having a, a good tracking system in the back end that allows you to get real-time insights into what these people are doing. And then connecting ManyChat with not not just Klaviyo, like your SMS marketing software, you know, ads manager, like we said, any other tool that makes sense that to have this type of information synced to. And, all right, I'm, I'm excited. I'm interested. But I know how these things go. I get excited, I sign up, <laughs> and then I don't do anything with it. How challenging is it to set up a chat funnel system? You know, assuming you, you've got moderate skills, like you've made it this far, you're listening to the show, you, you have some idea on what you're doing. How tough is this? Well, think of it like this. There are, there are three ways to, to do one thing. Either do it yourself, uh, do it with somebody who knows what they're doing, or you just have it done for you. Now, do it yourself is just going around the, the going on YouTube, trying out different things. You get stuck. You don't know what to do. That's one thing. Done for you might sound as it's, if it's the best way, but if somebody else does it for you, you don't know what's happening. You can't control, whereas chatbot marketing will become um, just like email marketing. So businesses will have in-house teams, just like they have email marketing, who have to know how to manage the technology. So then the easiest path forward and the fastest um, is getting somebody who's done it, teach you how to do it and how to manage it. So a, a hybrid done with you, let's say, uh, version of you learning how to do it, getting somebody to help you. All right, we're having all of these tech snags. I don't know how to do this and how does this work? And then learning all of that. And now you have a skill set that allows you to, you know, Black Friday is coming. How do I prepare my chatbot marketing um, department or like strategy to hit Black Friday with? This is doable, but obviously with it's technical and with experience, it gets easier. But well, my advice up to people often is try it and fail. Give yourself permission to just screw this up because once you've, you've tried it and failed at it, you're going to be a lot more comfortable talking about it and hiring someone for it versus if you haven't attempted it at all and you're going straight to hiring someone for it, it's a difficult conversation to have with a vendor for both of you because you really don't you know. know. You, you don't know. You don't, and you don't know what you don't know. So are there any... Right. Any tools or resources you recommend to get people up to speed uh, to play with it? Yeah, ManyChat has uh, a few very good free courses so on their on their um, website, and that's that's the best way and the fastest way to get started. 
you can get started with ManyChat for free. You don't need a paid plan, although the pro plan is $15 a month. Um, and that's the best way to start. And a lot and of a lot of help inside of the ManyChat as well. So you have um, templates you can get started with and just model them. And that's that's the best way and fastest way to start. Okay. So again, I mean, using that, we compared a lot to Klaviyo because people probably have experience with that. Similar to Klaviyo where I have like a, they've got their flow library, like a series of templates. ManyChat has that as well. So I can get started and they'll like have some e-commerce workflows to work through. Correct. Yes. And when you were running through your examples, it sounded like it's a series of flows and they trigger each other. How many flows should I be starting with? How many do you, you do you set up for a client? You'll want to set you'll, you'll want to start with with one. <laughs> because if you get into too many, then the logic can get complex really fast. So one when you start with chart funnel and you deploy one chart funnel, you will see results overnight. It's as easy as building an automation behind, let's say, a post. You go, put up that post, tell people to DM you to, co to comment a specific keyword on that post, and then capture all of those inside of the DM conversation. So that automation would look as simple as this. DM us the word 20 for 20% off today. People DM you, that triggers, take their email, sync it to Klaviyo, and ManyChat has a native integration with Klaviyo, so it's very easy to set up. And then at the end, simply give them the coupon. That's it. So now you had their email, you gave them the coupon, bam. So initially, just keep it simple. And having just that, way better than not having it all, because now we're bridging. That very first thing is like, hey, let's bridge that gap between Correct. social and email. And when you're looking, so that's, that's how you start. So that is one very simple, basic chat funnel. And then once you build more, a series, a number of chat funnels make up a chat funnel system, which is what no normally most businesses end up having. Multiple chat funnels that sit behind their DMs and fire depending on what the user is looking for. So for example, one may be quiz, one may be, you know, uh, leading them to a masterclass or a webinar or booking a consult or and though all of those sit behind their DMs, maybe they have 10 chat funnels and they rotate them like over the course of a week, they, they tell people, hey, DM, DM me the word quiz or DM me the word masterclass or DM me this word, one word on Monday, another one on Wednesday, another one on Friday. And that's how they rotate and give people more value than just telling them to do one thing. The starting conversations with chatbots, so like they'll, they'll, proactively dm the person that's where i get tripped up like you know they're, they're, it's not like email there's not a subject line right they're not expecting it when i'm trying to cold dm somebody essentially what does that look like what's you, how am i going to get a response versus getting deleted you don't you don't call dm <laughs> that goes that so the chatbot will never call to DM anyone. That goes against Facebook's policies. The user has to, in to initiate that conversation. And the way that you initiate it, uh, let's say via Instagram, for example, is by telling people, one, comment on my post or reels. That is going to fire an automation. Comment on my live. That is going to fire an automation. Reply to my stories. 
that is going to fire an automation. Mention, when people mention you in their stories, that could trigger an automation as well. And then for Messenger, you have a little bit more functionality. For example, you can use an, a Messenger link, add it to the website. Uh, you can also run chatbot ads, whether they are Messenger ads or Instagram DM ads, but the user has to initially initiate that conversation. You can't um, send out cold DMs to people with the automation. So no matter what, it's, it's reacting to the first step taken by the customer, the Correct. user. In, and this content usually is you're giving them something, whether that's a, a coupon code, an ebook, a download, uh, a quiz, so a recommendation. I'm always trying to provide some value to them, it sounds like. Ideally, because otherwise they don't have a good reason to start a conversation. And there's got to be something in it for them. So at the point where you offer them something, it makes sense for them to take this step and then it's a back and forth. As, as long as they find that initial reason appealing enough for them to DM you in the first place, then the conversation kicks off and then from there get their email. And it can do a lot more, like it can get a lot more complex. For example, right now, Meta is pushing the concept of DM lists, of getting people to subscribe to your DM list, just like they do on your email list. And then you can broadcast at mm. scale all of that list. What are the typical kinds of content that work best to engage people within these chat funnels? It's usually some form of free value that, you know, if you have something on your website where you say, uh, enter an email, email address and get a lead magnet. Whatever lead magnet you have right now that's, that's working for you, that is the best way to start in, inside of DMs. Just deliver that PDF or a how-to video or... You know, if, if they're opting into, maybe they're opting in to register for a webinar, get them registered via DMs. So whatever makes sense for the brand um, and whatever the brand is using in their marketing efforts right now, that is going to be the very first thing to use inside of the DMs. Take what's working and translate it into a conversation inside of DMs. And then past that point, you can come up with something new. But ideally, whatever's working for you right now on other channels take that and move into, into a messenger or Instagram conversation. And that is going to, at the minimum, two to three X the performance that you're seeing on the other channels. So if the opt-in rate, collection rate, that is going to do to at least two to three X inside of the DMs. Two to three X. I mean, that, that's going to pay dividends. Is there, the chatbots have been around a while and really ManyChat's been around a while. You've been doing this, playing with ManyChat, seven years. Is there a risk of, of saturation, of copycats? Really, do I, have to, do I have to do something to worry about standing out? Is it enough to just take your advice and have the chatbot? If you have a business that sells a product or a service or a course that people want, you're already standing out because you're unique in the sense that you have something that people already want. It's just a matter of changing or adjusting the delivery of that service or product and meeting people on the platforms that they're at. Because when we look at ManyChat, yes, ManyChat has been around since 2016. The, the technology is there. And so we have the technology. We know it works. It's just a matter of using it. And everybody's going to use it differently. Every business is different. 
obviously, if you have a business that doesn't work and your product is not selling, manager is not going to sell it. So um, the way that you become unique in using this technology is by having your own unique product, which you already do, or course, or service. It's time to take the conversion challenge. Look, if tracking issues, cookie restrictions, or abandoned carts are holding back the full potential of your store, Elevar is here with a solution. With their server-side tracking and session enrichment tech, Elevar ensures every customer interaction is going to be tracked and attributed correctly. That eliminates data gaps and tracking inconsistencies for you. And the result is a potential 200% increase in emails sent and almost double the revenue. To sweeten the deal, Elevar offers plans starting at $0 a month. And to make sure you could truly test that Elevar difference, a 15-day free trial is included with every plan. The Elevar Conversion Challenge invites Shopify merchants like you, yes you, to take control of your data, boost your conversion tracking, and witness the remarkable growth in your revenue. Visit getelevar.com to learn more about how Elevar can make a significant difference in your conversion tracking. Don't let another potential customer slip through the cracks. Start your journey to better conversion tracking with Elevar today. Go to getelevar.com to get started. E-L-E-V-A-R, Elevar. All right, common challenges and mistakes. Like, is there, are there a few mistakes you see Shopify merchants, D2C brands, just making over and over that you want to save them from now? Well, these are mistakes that Meta has already been tackling in the last few years. So you said you're familiar with ManyChat, right? So ManyChat has and used to ha has or still a 24-hour window in which you can engage a user for free past the point where they've um, engaged with you last. Now, years ago, you could also broadcast to them at least once outside of that 24-hour window. And so businesses abused that. They looked at this channel as just another promotional channel and they blasted all of their, and of course that didn't work out. Meta took that feature away in 2020. And then after 2020, you could not possibly re-engage those people at all. It was, it, it became a nightmare. And then they started playing around with what's the functionality that we can allow businesses to use to still re-engage these users, but be mindful of their inboxes. <clears throat> and so in late 2020, they brought in the functionality of a one-time notification. You can collect people, people's permission once about a specific topic and then broadcast to them about that topic. But also, you have to broadcast to them only about the topic that they gave you permission. Otherwise, your page got restricted from sending messages, blocked, and so on. And that was a good start. However, you could only broadcast them once. So that, again, made it very difficult because after you send that, that broadcast, then you have to go back and collect another permission broadcast again. So it was a bit of a, it didn't work out. And so later, they introduced an NTN notification. N stood for three types of broadcast permission. You could either collect permission to broadcast to them daily for six months, weekly for nine months, or monthly for 12 months. And that's where it all started. That was a bit of a, a better test to see what works best. And the daily for six months worked best. And now that is what we have. 
So for Messenger, we that's and this is already open to the public. Instagram is in closed beta. We have been using it ever since it was in closed beta since last year. Uh, but you have to apply via ManyChat to Meta. It's a bit of a approval process. But now you can get people's permission once to broadcast to them daily for six months. After six months, Meta sends them an automated message. Hey, do you want to opt out or do you want to stay opted in? And now that makes businesses and whoever uses the feature be a lot more mindful of people's inboxes, what they want to see. And what we normally say is that ideally lead with as much value as possible. 80% ideally give people value and then 20% sell the product or the service. And I think if someone were listening, they were to call in the sh- to the show and have pushback, it would be something like, oh, well, I don't like talking to bots. I want to talk to a real person and my customers are just like me always. And so they only want to talk to a real person. How do you handle a situation where your customers prefer human interaction over a chatbot? I assume like you'll get a few who just don't use the chatbot. What's the, what's the thinking there? I hear this a lot. And I think that results that we've been getting say the contrary. So people do. People are want to solve problems fast, not wait, and get value fast and make the most of their time when, when they engage with their favorite brands online. And at the same time, we're not talking about 100% automation. So when we build a chat fund like this, we always have keep in mind the scenario when people want to speak to a human. And that should be very easy for them to achieve. If they want to speak to a human, the chatbot will immediately hand them over to a human team, set the expectation to the user. Hey, this I'm handing you over to my human team. It's going to take them about an hour to get back to you. In the meantime, you can continue browsing through our chatbot or leave the chat if you want. And that bot to human handover needs to be very well put together, whether the brand is handling the chat via ManyChat or they have Gorgeous or Zendesk and then tickets will be opened in there. It has to be very seamless for both the user and the team who handles all of this. So we're, again, we're not talking about 100% automation. We're talking about about 80 to 90% chatbot automation. And then the rest of 10 to 15% is going to be a human stepping in to solve the more complex situations. Okay, that seems reasonable. Um, looking toward the future, this isn't AI. It's not generative AI. You know, it's not chat GPT. It's ge- you're giving it copy, scripts and templates to work from. Does, is there an option for generative AI like chat GPT? Can I make this thing just start talking to people? It, absolutely. And we've been doing AI as well for the last three years. But this, this was just more appealing to, to the brands that we work with. So for some of the brands, we have implemented AI on top of Facebook Messenger, for example, and we've done it with the dialogue flow, which is Google's AI. And it, it works integrated with Facebook, Facebook Messenger. And the way that it works is that we deploy a chat funnel. And then from that point on, we start collecting inside of a Google Sheet all of the missed user inputs. Whatever people ask in the bot, we collect all of that data. And we collect it for about, let's say, three months, just so we have enough data. And then past that point, we take that data and model it into topics. Let's say of that data we're going to take out 10 to maybe 20 different topics these people are inquiring about. 
And then inside of Dialogflow, we build all of those topics, which we call intents, and then add all of those training phrases to each topic. And the more training phrases we give it, the better it gets at understanding in context what people are asking. And that's how we've been doing it uh, with Dialogflow. Now, ChatGPT um, is already in beta testing with ManyChat, um, and we've, we've tested it. it. It's not accurate enough. And it's also the matter of that you have to, you have to figure out the right prompt to stop it from firing outside of the client's proprietary information. So <laughs> if yeah, it, it's it needs to stick to a specific um, data. It's inconsistent in how it behaves, I found with ChatGPT. Like uh, the idea for, is, you know, six now. months ago was real exciting. Today, you know, playing with it, you started to see the limitations. And one of them is just like, if you wanted to use it in, as part of an integration in something else, trying to get it to act in a way that's consistent enough that you're comfortable just deploying it to the general public. Yep. I don't, I think there's many instances where a, a brand or a company may say, we're just not comfortable with this thing. Yeah, I and agree. So I, as much hype as they've gotten, it's not perfect for everything. And in this case, the idea of just like letting it talk to customers willy nilly, uh, maybe not, <laughs> not where I'd start. Yeah, so we, we are, I, I feel the same. However, I also feel like it's going to evolve um, fast. For sure. And, and you know, when, when, when it does, we'll be there to take it over. <laughs> so the, you know, currently it, Facebook and Meta are who play nice with ManyChat. Are we going to see other platforms on here? Like is, when's a TikTok integration going to happen? Oh, I don't know. Um, I don't know about TikTok. Um, Meta has WhatsApp automation as well. Um, I wouldn't be surprised that they they look at this for threads as well in the future. Um, in terms of other platforms, um, I don't know what to say about TikTok, about anything else. We've been mainly focused about on, on Meta platform so far. And so far, they have Facebook Messenger, Instagram, DM, and WhatsApp automation. Understandable. And uh, all right, lastly, any parting advice for folks who are about to get started with chatbots or trying to stay ahead with chatbots? I guess the advice would be to keep it simple, start simple, and get get the wins early on. So just like I said, focus on building a very simple use case and determine what you want that chat funnel to bring you. Is it emails? Is it sales? Is it automating customer support? Focus on one, get that first win under your belt, and then build on top of that. I mean, I, I know we spoke about all sorts of asking people questions and understanding interests and then building. If you start and go straight to that and start doing that, it's probably going to be overwhelming. It's not going to work out. So ideally starts. Yeah, walk before you could run. Uh, where could people go to learn more about you? They can look me up on LinkedIn or Twitter, Lisiana Carter, or even, even Instagram, everywhere. I've, I've started producing content just last week, organic content. So <laughs> I'm hoping to be everywhere now. Or go to our website, getgrowai.com. Growai.com. I'll throw that in the show notes uh, along with uh, your LinkedIn link. And I'll put the, the many chat link in there as well. Uh, Liz Carter, thank you so much. This has been 
This has been fantastic. I got to play with ManyChat again. I really do. It's been you years. Like I love automation. I love marketing automation. This seems like a thing that I would really geek out over. I think so. To our listeners, thank you for listening. Yeah. Don't forget to subscribe. Leave one of those five-star reviews on iTunes. We live and die by that. And uh, join our Facebook group, the unofficial Shopify podcast insiders, if you haven't. And thanks again for listening. I appreciate you. The unofficial Shopify podcast is brought to you by Loop. Loop is a returns management platform that makes returns profitable and stress-free for you and your shoppers. Loop offers automated returns, exchanges, and store credit options to lower costs and increase revenue. Do you want to offer at-home pickup or boxless drop-offs? Need to lower return costs or increase repeat purchases? How about all of the above? That's what's possible with Loop. Loop delivers customized returns management solutions for Shopify merchants of all sizes, like Studs, Princess Polly, Code Epoxy, to turn returns into returning customers. Find out why thousands of Shopify merchants choose Loop to manage their returns at loopreturns.com. That's loopreturns.com.